Hey, Billy. How are you? I'm good, so I'm sitting here with a fine-ass girl that's a cousin of my friend Troubles over in uh, thank you. London. <laughs> that's a compliment. Damn. I'm like, damn. Damn. What? <laughs> damn. You're making me blush now. But, right. You know, if it was lighter, you'd see my face. Oh, my God. Great. You should have a TV show. For real. I want one. That's yeah. my aim. That's my goal. So, are you you're a journalist? you studying journalism? No, no. Presenting? No, I study, actually. What's your son? Scorpio. Get out of here! You know why? I'm upset. Oh look! Don't be it's my favorite sign. <laughs> Are you Scorpio? No, I'm a Libra. You, oh. you don't like Libra? We get along with everything. You balance it. Yeah. Mm, sorry about. Mm, mm. You're no. not. You're not the. You're not the worst. I'm not a wishy-washy Libra. No. I'm more of an Aries rise. Right? It's called embedding both, and I like. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, know. I had a really good Libra friend. Um, yeah. My name is Jade, I used to work with her. What's if it went out with legal guys? I have actually, and um, that's it. No, it's Sagittarius, it's just people, I haven't been out with the legal guys, it's just, you know, interactions, but Sagittarius. Yeah. But let's not, let's, let's. Uh, is this one? You know, it's one. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> what do you want to know? About you. Your extraordinary life, guys. Oh this guy God. is a legend. There's so much. Legend. There's so much to talk about. I know there is. How much time have we got? Yeah. <laughs> no, my man of my yeah. We get we're gonna get along great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get along great. So tell us about. Well, um, I'm from Wichita Falls, Texas, and uh, my father was. Uh, uh, music, classical music conductor. And my mom was a show dancer, not a stripper, but an actual like Western theater kind of dancer. And so they met uh, while he was conducting the orchestra. Yeah. And he said, I looked up and saw your mom's legs on the stage. Because he was in the pit. In the stage. <laughs> right. Do you want to have coffee? <laughs> and so they were quite young. I think she was 19, 20 at the time. They were 21 or two. And then so, and my father is a uh, place drummer. And so I just copied him. So I've been playing since I was two years old. Just listening to you guys. It's just the sound check. Um, amazing. You know, the melody, like the rhythm. Mm -hmm. You know, heavy metal. I can take it in slump songs. I'm, I listen to every kind of music. Really? Every kind of music. My Spotify has got it from dance or bounty killer, beating and supercat to like classical music soundtracks right. movie soundtracks right. you know like um, what's that movie it's star wars like, dun, 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 dun. oh yeah 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 you know like i, I can listen yeah, to that yeah it depends what mood i'm in and what you music. i used to when i was younger i used to do a lot of things when you i was younger I, I do like to mess around no so everyone it. says it everybody no, no but it sounds it sounds like a melody I when do. you talk yeah everyone so, says it yeah, like most people say. Nah, somebody had to say. It helps me at work. It helps me at work as well because mental health. Work with a mental health. Must have a lot of patients. Yeah. Not patients, but patients. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's I like really that. <laughs> no, in fact, both. yeah, both. Um, they say my voice helps them, soothes them, therapeutic. So that helps with work and okay. mental health and whatnot. Yeah. So yeah, I do appreciate. So are you in meditation and stuff like that? 
when I have to, yeah, when I find time. Find time. Yeah. But I, when I do things, I do eat deep and very intense. Like, okay. if you don't know that about Scorpios, they're very oh, intense. I've been for years. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. died. Sorry. Yeah, she didn't die. But yeah, anyway, um, so that's me, and then I played uh, in uh, a number of orchestras, uh, symphonies, uh, back east. Uh, when I was 15, I was chosen out of 25,000 drummers nationwide. There was only five seats available in the orchestra, percussion, percussion, and I won the seat. And I was the youngest kid ever, because the other guys were like from Juilliard, Berkeley, New York City College, all the best ones in school. So yeah, so I did that for a while, and then, uh, God, I, some, I played with so many people from Santana to uh, Korea, jazz guys, you know, uh, I Sly and Family Stone, I produced him. I got so many Who's that, Sly and? Sly and the Family Stone, yeah. that's probably before. You yeah, before heard my them. time, I've heard of them. Yeah, he was, he was amazing, he was, he was a god. Oh, but anyway, I mean, to, just to give you an example how crazy he was, uh, A&M Records, John McClain, who blew Sound out of Jackson, he said, okay, it's going to be Barb's. I want you to produce Sill. I'm like, me? I'm nobody. Why? He said, he said well, he's met you before. He went, he's like, he's you okay, cool. But obviously, because I couldn't control it, that's why he wanted me. And no one else in AM wanted to touch this fucking guy, right? So I find out later that him and Jesse Johnson from the time were just doing an album together before I started producing slides. And they bought a kilo of cocaine, went to the fucking bathroom, and didn't come out for two fucking weeks in a major fucking studio. So everyone's trying to do music around there. They've got free bass coming out the fucking bathroom. They won't let him in. Two weeks. Two weeks. In the bathroom. Him and Jesse Johnson, yeah, from the top. They did one song called Kiss, I think. But uh, that's how nuts Sly was. I mean, he was just nuts. So anyway, I had a big, big drum kit, right? I was trying to show off God, you know, young and full of shit. And so uh, we get to the studio and I'm like, As you do. And then the dark side of Sly Stone came out. He goes, he had a, he had a henchman, bodyguard, minder named Monday. Monday, get my blue bag. Nigga, go get my blue bag. And I'm in there, thinking he's impressed, right? So Monday comes in, hands him a blue bag. I see a crack pipe come out. Monday lights the crack pipe. And then I see a 38 caliber come out. Sounds like a movie. A weapon. Scarface. So this fucking guy cocks this gun. And he says, take every fucking thing off that stage except the drop, the snare drum, the kick drum, and the hi-hat. And if you do any fills on this track, I'm gonna pull your fucking brains out. I'm thinking, that's why they let me produce this guy. He's fucking nuts. So- What were you thinking? Was you scared? Of course I was scared. Yeah, he's got a crap pipe and smoking crap <laughs> like got this. <laughs> and he's got a gun like Sorry. this. Are you kidding? Yeah. And he's sliced over a fucking nutcase. So, uh, yeah, so that's just a, an example of what I did. I played the whole tune. Uh, I haven't talked for hours, but I played the whole tune. Scared shit. That's, you know. Um, but yeah, that's just uh, a little taste of uh, shit that he's done. I, mean, I can go on and on. But I started producing back then. You know, I was working with a guy named Cat Gray, Sheila Escovito, all Prince's 
and revolutions people, you know. Prince, is he Prince? Prince. Uh, yeah. Kirk, yeah, 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 yeah. Prince is, uh, that's another guy. But what do you want to know? Because I got stories about these people. I want to know about your life right. and how you got into the business. Um, your adventures and how they affected you in the sense of how you managed your mental health because that's what the show is about mental well-being you're in the music industry right. and a lot of people a lot of young younger generation want to be where you're at right in their in their genre of music so it's well like, it's like you know it's about what advice would you like the theme of it is what advice would you give okay managing first, yourself first of all it's really hard for them, especially in LA, because half the guys there just want to. Make, want to it's hard for women to get into the industry without a lot of slime okay, trying to, to attach enough. themselves yeah. to them. You know. So what I would say is, forget about the pretty faces. If you're pretty, yeah. great, yeah. but That's have something underneath, them, yeah. some depth, some intelligence, Definitely. some spirituality, 100%. mind, body, and spirit. You know, and so uh, I use practice as a meditation. So I would practice. Uh, 12 hours a day, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. every single day. No girlfriends for years. I couldn't even relate to Meditate. people. No, practice. Oh, practice. But I yeah. use practice as a meditation. meditation. So I go into yeah. a meditative state for the 12 hours. And um, so that's how I got really good fast. You know, for years and years, really, really intense. But I use it as a meditation. And the thing is, if you want, the best advice I can give any young artist is learn your craft. Get in there and practice. Learn the scale. Learn how to sing. Uh, learn breath control. Find a master. You know, I mean, my teacher is Chuck Brown. He's, he's the best drum teacher on the planet. He's sadly passed away, but he's taught at least a hundred all of them. Okay? And uh, to get in his class, we had a five-year waiting list. And most black guys, he had he was black himself, but he had a problem with this. As black people, we are born with rhythm. Definitely. But we tend not, because of that, we rely on it and we don't go and learn theory, the musical theory. Yes. So then you get these brothers go, well, the white boys get the sessions. Yeah, well, because the enough. session costs $2,500 a day and they need someone who can come in and read the shit and do it. Not all day while you're on a feeling. So have both. Yeah. So anyway, with Chuck Brown, he had uh, a five-year waiting list and I told my mom, I went over there and I asked him, he said, I don't know, five years, I'm a doormat, get out, really tough guy. So I told my mom, respecting some kind of sympathy, so you get your ass down every goddamn day, sit in that hallway, and every time you see him, say something to him, you drive him crazy, he'll take you. So after about six months of going there, every single day, five days a week, and the very last day of that six months, I was crying my eyes, I was upset, I was like, fuck, this guy, no. Alright, come in. Come in, because you drive me crazy. <laughs> so he grabs me by the scruff of my neck. He said, I'm gonna give you one chance if you fuck up your history. Right? She said, show me what you got. So I did my little shit and I played. And this guy gets on the drum set. Now he has practice pads about a little bit bigger than this. The surface area for the play. So he had one, two, three, and four. He blindfolded himself, turned the metronome all the way to 300, and went, watching fucking Bruce Lee or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he wow. can't be in my place. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but the, the story, the moral of that story is just be determined and know that behind every note, 
Does it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Don't let that dishearten you. No, it builds your character. Yeah, definitely. I know a lot of people, especially young people, that you know, they, they're a lot. I think they're a lot more creative because they're. I think the next generation is a lot more expressive. Um, but a lot of them are let down by one no or failures, and they they seem to give up or. They well, tend to let that turn into bitterness and projection and then it... Well, they have the wrong idea because yeah. they see Simon Cowell. This is the era of bullshit. Yeah. So the <laughs> only one making money on those bands is Simon, Simon Cowell. Cowell yeah. Simon Cowell gets 95p out of every pound profit. Okay? And here's the scam. 95p? Yes. And he owns your ass. Did you hear that, people? Throughout the universe, 95p is what your contract, and what you sign on registration day, that's your contract if you get chosen. Now, what happens is this. This is how the game goes. He goes, okay, here's a million pounds to get you started. That's called an advance. Now, out of that advance, you get 5p out of every pound. Right now, so you got the whole advance, but to pay it back, you have to pay it back out of your 5 stack so even if they sell 20 million pounds worth of records if your 5p don't equal that million pound you you, you're in debt and then he'll give you another million so you're never out of debt so what's the best how do they how what do you do then if you have if you're not signed well first you gotta how get, are you gonna make it quite big well you gotta, you gotta know the business you gotta read about the business you gotta get a lawyer you know what i mean you can't just would you say that for England as well? Does it work? Do you know much about how the UK kind of works? I, I know everything. Oh, yeah, you live in the. Yeah. yeah. Do you hear now? I run, so, I run a label now. Are you. I'm going to talk about that. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about that um, a bit later. But, so, do you think it works the same in the UK then? Because you talk about Americans like it's the same as the UK. It's, um, so you, you refer to America, because America is the main spot for that, but do you think it stands for the UK as well? The whole industry is the same the way because, industry, because, yeah. because the companies are. Multinational companies, so universal to worldwide. Yeah, it's the so same. So the yeah. ethos, it's like saying, well, yeah. does McDonald's have the same policies yeah. in England as they do in America? Of course they do. It's McDonald's. So their policies, not the really policies, like you know, cleaning this, that. There's an okay. order, okay. right, or a structure. So yeah, so if you get universal in America versus universal here, it's the same shit. You still have to go through the same gateway and the same people to get there. Yeah. Okay. The problem is most A and R guys don't have the power to sign you. So young kids think, oh my god, he works at Universal. The guy might just be making fucking tea or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> Unless he's signing the checks. It's not a joke. Because so, so, the big men just, they don't have the time. So they go like, let's see, okay, Shelly, go out to let me know how this band is. Take some exactly. notes and see what you think. And if it gets past you, oh, I think you should take a look at it. They don't take a look. But the other thing is this. It's so, it's, it's so fucked up that you could lose your job for signing somebody. successful. Like in other words, if you go out and you pick a band because your boss signs it and they become multi he's the board of directors is going to be looking at, you know, Shadi is the one that picked that. I mean, I know we got some of those presidents, but maybe we should put her in charge. So that guy will fire you because you signed a hit band. You can't fucking win. It's weird. Oh, yeah. It is Game of Thrones. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah. You got to be chess. really, really fucking true. Sorry about custom. Yeah. yeah, I play a lot of chess. You play chess? I have in the past, but I oh, just okay. can't. I don't know. I don't think the person's taught. I think when I played it, the people around me haven't really put too much time into explaining the game. They're just showing me the. 
Oh, is that what it is? You're gonna have to. Nobody explains shit to you. You know, you're gonna go out and get. Come on, girl. Okay, I do it with the basics. You don't. No one's told me like, what you, like, oh, that's that and that's that. And, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, but it, it's just, it's just, it is a chess game and you do have to think three or four moves, five moves to head. Yeah. But it takes a lot of experience. But all I can say, the real issue is, unless you have the talent developed, you don't have shit. Because most people, like in the council states or whatever, they're in a hurry to make a track so they can turn it up loud and roll to the council that's because they have, do you think that's because they have the less resources so they're less patient because no they're stuck in a syndrome of approval importance and security which are the three main of three basic social drives self-esteem isn't it right and so that's what they want is the approval yeah that sounds good man but you're not, not making any hit records yeah. you're not making any hit records you know what i mean so they become legends in their own mind it just depends what you want but if you really want to make it you got to put in the work if you're a rapper read everything you find out loud go in the mirror work with the metronome you know, work. Just because you talk doesn't mean you can rap. Just because we can walk doesn't mean we can win the Olympics. We can't be Hussein Bolt. Why would you see Hussein Bolt, right? He practices. He trains. Yeah, he's got dedication. You know? Dedication. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, the, the main thing is learn your craft. Inside and out. So, nobody can tell you shit. So, when they how they sign them up for PhD, MBA, doctor here, this day, like fellowship there. Holy shit, that's deep. You gotta have credentials, and you gotta work hard because pretty soon the audience will see through you. Yeah, everyone thinks I'll be the especially this generation. I think a lot of the pretty faces and all looking the same as each other is gonna get you somewhere. They all sound the same, too. It's always been yeah, a pretty face, it's always been a pretty face. Yeah, it has always been a pretty face, but it's always been uniqueness really, don't you think, with the pretty faces? In, 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 in the in early days, yeah, yeah. in the early days, uh, yeah. Now it's very formulaic, and uh, it, it's a formula. It's like a, a you get someone with a big ass, hey. big tits, you know, hey. this kind of face like Beyonce who could dance, and then we'll find someone to sing her vocals, and she can fake it live, and then everything's fine. It's all fake. Yeah. Back then, you had to be able to sing on key. There was no auto tune. You know what I mean? There's no computers. That tape cost three hundred fifty dollars in real. He might have to do 10 to get one track right, so it's all about doing that. Is that, does that come in, would you say learning your craft comes in with mental stability as well? Because if you learn your craft, you're going to be confident in who you are, so you'll be able to manage Absolutely. your mental health better then. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's well spotted. Um, yeah, you exude confidence. Yeah, definitely. And, and you, it's just this feeling of knowing that you put in the work. And it goes beyond arrogance. See, yeah. you actually become more humble. Humble, definitely, because 100%. you're that smart yeah. kid in the room who doesn't really want to raise his you hand. You don't need to, because, because you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know when you want to stick up. But yeah, that's the thing. Is, is, is there's, there's two techniques in life, uh, military tactics in China. Uh, and they're one's called thick black, and yeah. one called thin white tech. Okay. Thick black, for example, is say you have listen to these people say you have a say you have a you're in a war with somebody and you only have a hundred men so what you do is you get there early you tell every man to put up a thousand torches right and so when the enemy looks over the hill it looks like you have a hundred thousand men this is a bluff this is called thick black theory okay thin white theory which is my favorite is when you have a hundred thousand men and you tell them Let's just put up 10 torches. So when the enemy looks over the hill, yeah, they got 10 guys. 
and they rush over there and it's a hundred thousand waiting on your ass. So that's humility. Mm -hmm. Sin white. Yeah. Thick black has its place. Yeah, you know. But sin white is really the way to be. You know, humble but thick fucking ass. That's it. So that's your advice to thin white technique, yeah. Thin white, thin white guys. Thin white technique. Yeah, for yeah. all those. But learn them both. Learn them both. You know, they yeah. both have their place. I mean, if you're about to get in a fight with somebody, obviously you can't win. <laughs> you you better use some thin black. Motherfucker, <laughs> I got something in my pocket now. Hey, what you think this is? It might just no, be a candy bar, thing. but it's thick black. Especially in the world we live today, we yeah. can't all these. Oh, this positive and we need to be nice. I'm sorry, it's not bullshit. really. Um, it's yeah. positive. It's toxic positivity. I right. don't get me wrong. I'm all about positivity, but I'm all about that with managing self. Um, you can't go around being thinking everyone's nice, and you've got to have boundaries to protect yourself. So, big black has a place, yeah. but you know when to use it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As far as people being nice, you have to. What we tend to do as human beings is say you're a really good person, I'm a really good person, and we meet someone. We assume they're like us. Yeah. We just so we take off the we give them a we take off the medal of. Honor, hey, you're honorable, yeah. you're trustworthy. We give them to you. No, we definitely they're not they haven't even proved it yet. Yeah. You're just projecting onto them the person that you want you them to be. Yeah. So let them prove it. I've been guilty Take of that. Time. Yeah. Well, we all have. We all have. And we've yeah, of course. Definitely. Yeah. That's it though. You know, just take your time with people. I wouldn't say be cynical. I just say no, be wise. Be wise. be wise. Yeah, not cynical. And the no. smarter you are, the more you'll be able to see bullshit. You know, you do bullshit. And then sometimes you gotta know when, when, when not to call someone a bullshit because someone's like, if a little kid comes up and goes, you tell them, don't eat that cake, you gotta eat dinner. And then he comes out of the room and you say, did you eat that cake? And you can see it all over his face. <laughs> and he goes, no, I didn't touch it. Sometimes it's the yeah, yeah, definitely. Sometimes it's better to be loved Love. than right. Yeah, I agree. I have that issue at work sometimes. Do you? With, well, no, because I work with mental health, I work with children, and I love to special children. It's like, because it's like um, sometimes residential, depends on the sector, comes out of the private and NHS. So if I'm working within the private, it's more, I do a lot of residential work, it's more of a family setting. So it's that tug of war, and do you know what I mean? That just yeah. makes sometimes it's not always about. So, can I ask you a question? So, as a because what happens is I was waiting for this. We attend we, we tend to take on all of this garbage into your aura. How do you disperse it out? Um, you not carry on with it. I I am very optimistic, I believe in mindset, yeah, and I'm I'm very disciplined in my thoughts. I but how do you get your power? Because you're a person who wants to take So how do you regenerate? Because everyone looking at you thinks Charlotte doesn't need to be talking. 100%. She don't need to be big. My mum don't. My mum won't me. My mum won't contact she not. But they think because they think you're strong. She's you all right. Yeah, I know, but I'm still human. Yeah, oh, that's right. Nice to, so know, where do you, you go and get your um, charge? I have a lot of alone time, a lot of me meditation. I, okay. medita I like reading. Oh, I like studying. I like finding out new things and learning nature walks. I love nature, Wales, Lake District, um, right. Scotland. Oh. I'm not a city girl, but as even as a child, um, I used to go away. To, my mum used to send me away to different places. And nice. I used to go horse riding and little things. Are you like, me, I'm full black, yeah, right. Cambrian. Yeah. Yeah, everyone you says like, that. You look exotic as a mouth. Everyone says Sorry, that. I'm not talking to you. I'm like, I'm just black. My nan's like, my dad's mum, I think she had some kind of Jamaican Indian look. 
Stanley Clark, the bassist, George Duke, the pianist. What errors are these from? These, these, these are, well, these, I'm a studio musician. I was really young when I started. But, uh, this is at, uh, the jazz rock era, which is like uh, early 80s, maybe. Okay. So that, uh, yeah, but yeah, I worked with all all these guys I used to listen to uh, on records in the house. I grew up in a very racist area. It was Rhode Island. They used to write in on the wall, door, locker at school. So I became very insular. And I listened to all these great records. Wow, I played with these people, just practiced. And then I found myself um, playing with these people. Like, uh, for example, I ran a nightclub in Japan. I speak Japanese too. And wow. after the <laughs> after the guys would do their concerts in Japan in the city, they'd come see me. From Sting, Shuri, Friends, oh God. Eric Clapton, the Brecker Brothers. I mean, I could go on for hours about it. And, and, and we all jammed on stage. So they would play better at my club than they did at the club they came to play it. You know. Why is that? It's freer. Yeah. It's free. And all the cats would be there, you know, all the bad cats would be there waiting their turn and stuff. My favorite person to be Shaka Khan. You met Shaka Khan. Mm -hmm. Shaka loved me. Yeah. Shaka loved me. Shaka could play drums too. Oh yeah, yeah. She was great. She's great. She's great. But she was really, uh, she's really a real person. She doesn't fucking know how to make. Like if someone asks her for an autograph, she's not moving. She just go like this. Yeah. <laughs> but you, we're not in the mood. We're not. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Why not? But yeah, she played drums and she sang that night. And <laughs> so yeah, we, we sometimes we have four or five famous people. What was Prince like? Scary. He was very nice. <laughs> no, no, only, only because I, he wasn't an asshole, but I was intimidated. His aura is so powerful. Is he? Because let me tell you a story. I used to, because I worked in Sunset Sound when he did the album. Uh, he did a couple of albums there, but he did, uh, he was doing Sonic Times at the time. And uh, Coke Johnson was his engineer on Susan. And I was working with Coke as well. And I said, listen. I hear all this shit about Prince. Rick James told me that he and my Prince kicked his ass on stage. He didn't want to go out with him and the Rolling Stones fucked him over. And he said, you know, I said, what is it about this guy? And I said, and furthermore, every day we get a memorandum. No one is to look Prince in the eye. No one is to eat Prince's popcorn. No one is to speak to Prince's girlfriends. Or, I just, I used right? to do security um, in London backstage. So I can just, you know, remember, you have to remind people and remember, well, yeah, oh, so, please. So I had all this backup, all this background information. I saw him at work. And then his driver one day, we had a company, a staff driver, he used to drive friends you know, to the hotel every night or whatever. And he came back one day and said, hey man, how's it working with Prince? He goes, he fired me today. I said, what? Why? He said, dude, I took him to the hotel like I always do. 
I open the door and he goes, you're fired. And I said, why, what did I do, Prince? He says, I want to go to the nightclub. He said, you should have told me. He said, no, you should have been. Okay. <laughs> okay. So then when I finally got to see Prince in a club, not in a club, uh, Coke invited me over to see him sing a song. And first of all, the atmosphere in the room was amazing. It didn't look like a recording studio anymore. There was teddy bears. It just looked like a Alice in Wonderland scenario. You know what I mean? And the actual live room looked like it. He had king-size bed, mics on the other bed. So he could take himself whatever. <laughs> and he, what, what, what did you say? Say that again. He had what? Microphones. On? On his bed, in his live room, because he was sleeping. He worked all night. Yeah. But all those sex sounds, he was actually having sex and recording. In the yeah, but he, yeah, he, yeah, but he had a curtain on the live room. Yeah. He just saw the curtain. The engineer would be in the next room. He had to be press pressure remote, you know, this thing, and then use the little bits he wanted to, you know. But his energy was really powerful. And so I noticed it then, and then Michael Jackson came over once with um, Quincy Jones to talk to Prince about producing, two things, about producing Janet and about being in the movie Bad, or the video Bad. And uh, I remember Prince was laughing because he said that Michael wants him to say, your butt is mine. <laughs> your butt is mine. <laughs> and he said, you're not saying that to me. And I'm not going to say that to you. So unless you change that line, I'm not doing it. So they got Wesley Snipes instead. But while they were talking, you got Michael and Prince playing ping pong. And Michael, especially he's like a little girl. And Prince just, pow. No fucking expression. Pow, pow. So, long story short, he blew my mind. When I saw that guy play drums and sing, I mean, this guy would record for like 20 hours, go out and play a gig, come, go to a jam session and come back and record. It just, just didn't stop. So one night, I was fucked up. It was this big party. And I thought Prince didn't really notice me, but I didn't say anything. I was just watching him and Coke go back and forth. And so I'm in this party and it's this huge queue. Like once you get in to go either that way or that way, and it's this massive table. You're like, what the fuck's going on here tonight? You know? And then I see this purple light come on. It's like, oh, it's Prince. So you got Robert De Niro, you got Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Sheena Easton, uh, uh, Daryl Hannah, all these really big movie glamorous movie star girls and guys, whatever, coming to his table and shaking his hand, then they go to their table, whatever. Right? So I'm thinking, you know, whatever. So I get up to the end of the, I get up to where you, you can go that way or that way. And fucking Gilbert looks at me and goes, Billy, come on over here. I was like, oh no, because I was so high. I didn't want to be in <laughs> So he, I said, he opened, he goes, no. He goes, and then he sets up a press and press it. Oh, fuck. Wow. I said, get me fucking eyes. Just to know what I'm saying. Oh, I didn't say shit. But yeah, his. But my point was, when I was standing in front of Prince, my knees were doing this. How old is you? Who? How old is you at the time when you was? Oh God! I don't even remember. Was you youngish? No, not that young. Okay. I mean, he's just powerful. He's powerful. A little younger than him, maybe. Yeah. But uh, it wasn't age. It was just his aura. Was did you get to speak to him a lot? He only speak to Prince when he spoke to him. Okay, fair enough. That's why he liked me. He didn't say a word. He didn't say a word. He knew, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I was gonna say he respected that. that. He knew that you respected him, who he was, yeah. and what he stood for. What was he? And he knew. Yeah. And he knew I'd be scared shitless if he invited me to his table. So I think it was a fucking. Yeah. He got off on yeah. that. <laughs> I was really happy to be on his table, but. Uh, so he's, he's the fun. most powerful person yeah. Laura, you've met. You yeah, met James Brown. Was it James Brown? James? Oh, James Brown. James yeah, Brown. James Brown. Oh, maybe James. Maybe yes. James. Uh, I, I had a show called at Cross Atlantic in Japan. And I was a DJ. My first assignment was to interview James Brown when he came to Japan. And so I've been stalking him for like two or three days as a journalist <laughs> trying to get him to do it. Yeah, like, I knew someone in the band, but it still didn't matter. So finally, I'm at the new old tiny hotel in uh, Fukuoka, Japan. Uh, he, he comes out of the elevator and my arm starts coming so he's big black big black dude right? so I'm going to go approach him and start stopping him he says oh I'm sorry I gave my credentials and he went up to James and said something to me so I went over there and James Brown said how you doing brother and he gave me a hug and I fucking fainted Dead. I fainted. Oh. I was so overwhelmed. Yeah. And so I woke up with the team. I was like, oh, God, and I fainted again. Sitting how many times? Twice, but we, but we, but we did the interview after yeah. that. You know, he was, he was very good. Yeah. I say James Brown, yeah, was the most powerful man. For me, yeah, he was yeah. fucking yeah. yeah. I mean, he was, I met the Dalai Lama as well, that people did like this. And, uh, I would say James Brown's aura was heavier than Dalai Lama's. Really? I think so. Well, just Dalai Lama, I didn't even, he was brilliant. I didn't even know who he was. He just came to my studio. You know you are, you know you are. But he was there to meditate with Peter David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know people who pay a hundred grand just to be a hundred yards away from him at, a, at an event. Is that, yeah. da, what's, how do you say it? The Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama, yeah. yeah. Totally just the Dalai Lama. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, James Brown had an incredible aura. But I've played with uh, loads of jazz guys, loads of rock guys. The biggest thing would be uh, why I played a lot of jazz was back in that time in America, you were black. They wanted to change the black man into that. No, no, no. I would go to an audition and they'd talk to me on the phone. Black, 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 so it was very closed off to black people. It wasn't until British came over in the 80s with the, uh, the new wave music. We had the specials. The specials, uh, yeah. Four, the like that. Yeah. yeah. Then the American people were starting, oh yeah, black people do fit in, you know. It's a shame, but that's, yeah, that's, that's, how that's, it, that's, yeah. that's the way it was. Yeah. But not only are you a drummer, you're a producer. Drama, I'm a producer. Yeah. Tell us about your producing. Uh, I make really good beats, uh, hip hop beats. Uh, I can produce anything from jazz to rap. I can produce anything. But I see that my palate comes from the fact that my dad's uh, my dad is a good musician. So I love him. He always made me study every single thing. Every genre. Yeah. 
But yeah, um, so right now I'm on a production company now too. I'm very successful. Ten years of And expanding. Is that based in London? Yeah. All of your... You know, your cousin's been there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but being a producer is kind of like mental health. There's a lot of people who have to be a psychologist. Yeah, I can imagine. You know, I mean, I remember one time this girl was absolutely brilliant. She said, well, well I've been in there with producers. Every time I go to produce something, I'm trying to sleep with me. Is this in England? This is this is in England. Yeah. yeah. Let's give you an example. And I said, okay, cool. I said, well, look, you can leave your baggage at the door. It's all fine. That's a fair enough statement, right? Yeah, I come back fine. in the room. She's crying her eyes out. And the other guys are going, what did you say to her? I said, just leave your baggage at the door. And she goes, you know about the female, my boyfriend, don't you? I'm like, what? You know you broke up. That's why you said that. I'm like, you know your boyfriend. She was mentioned. Yeah, problems, yeah. And she started punching me and crying and kicking. But she was great. I tell you, I mean, she was fantastic. But, but not case. They say some of the best entertainers and musicians are. They're, they're nuts. But yeah, you have to be a psychologist. And then people, uh, they have a lot of talent, but you have to bring it out of them. You understand? They might sing, have a lot of confidence in front of mom and dad, but when they get in front of a producer, yeah. they get scared. Yeah. So you got to control that talent yeah. out of them. Composure. Some people need a straight kick in the ass, and some people need a soft touch, some people need a hard touch. I tell you both. One of the things I do is I'll write their name on my right foot with a piece of tape. And I say, What's that for? That's going up your the ass. The red shoes. This is going up your ass if you don't fucking do what I tell you. That's what that's yeah. for. Do you, ever, do you ever meet people who think, no, it's not going to work? Or do you always see potential in everybody? I, I try that to you, see potential yeah. in every single thing because you never know if it's yeah, going to work or not. I agree. But moreover, I don't want to kill a seed before it grows. In other words, they might be shit today, but they might be great tomorrow. tomorrow. But if I have the effect on you to tell you you suck and you give up, that tomorrow ain't going to come. Yeah. You see? So I'll, I'll be gentle. I'll say, what do you want to use we all think we're ready before we are. Oh, yeah, of course we do. You know? Yeah. I remember when I wanted to play with Santana for an audition, my first one was 17. Was that like Santana? Colors. Yeah. Get, I wanted that gig so bad, you know. And then I went there and I didn't get it. When he came in to play, I couldn't pick up the stick. The sticks were so heavy, nothing worked because I was just blown yeah, away. Yeah. And at that time, he was really into guru and all that spiritual shit. So his heart was like black. But yeah, it was it was incredible. But um, I was on the phone. I was talking to him the day. He was like, "Oh, blues in the studio." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we do blues music. Uh, well, we have recently. Was that they're still together then? Because I thought this. Yeah, they're doing a reunion tour. Um, Would you allowed to say that? Huh? Would you allowed to say that? Yeah, I think we've done seven or nine of the tracks. We've mixed them, and obviously, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but we will be writing. The entire new album with Trish. So are they all coming together? Are they all? Oh yeah. Yeah, they're coming. Yeah, they're coming. Simon, uh, Web. Simon Webb. Oh yeah, Simon comes in all the time. Oh my God. Well, you so like is Simon? he gonna? No. Well, you not even. Not even a trip. I wouldn't mind. Okay, I'll say that. I wouldn't mind, but um. You owe me that. Behave yourself. No, no, no. You're gonna give people no, a lot of pressure here. 
Got a reputation to keep they in got, it. They got Professional. I'm talking about pictures of Jamaican food, man. Pictures of chicken. Can you cook? Offended. Can you? Yeah. I'm multi. I'm multi talented. I'm multi talented. Yeah, I'm a good job, Kiki. Next time I speak to you, I'm in London next. Just tell, just teach me that. Thing. That's all. Yeah, you know what? I, what, I like that. I like that. Nice. I like that. Yeah, I know I like that. I'll teach you how to make sweet potato pie. Come on, bro. Pie. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make the pie. That's sweet potato and all that pudding. This is southern shit, Texas. Oh, you're right. I'll teach you how to make corn pies, mashed puppies. So, um. Producing? Have you produced anyone? Anyone in the pop industry? Have you worked with anyone in the pop yeah. industry? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like it? Do you like? I do like it, but some people I, I produce at the moment. I've I've signed a uh, non-disclosure, yeah. and that's what they do because uh, they want to release information themselves. Yeah. But yeah, I have worked with people on the radio. And, yeah. What's your favourite genre of people to work with? Like, what? I want to say genre of people, genre, and the people that come with it, because obviously they come with a personality, don't they? What kind of? What do you like? Not the music you like. What do you like working with? I like working with people who are different, highly intelligent, extremely open, good at what they do. They take me to another place that I've never thought of. Before. Usually I'm the one taking yeah. another place, but it's nice to be behind, yeah. you know, and behind. You know, that's it's definitely challenging. It's a yeah. challenge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I like, I like, I like quirky people. Yeah, <laughs> different. Different. Yeah. You, yeah. People who are not tied down by the pretty face system. Uh, like guys with muscles, all that bullshit. You know, pit bulls and chains. Yeah, and you live in a council flat. It's like. Give me a break. I, heard, I know a lot of rappers I've tried to help in uh, in London. These guys are so into the image of it. They have no clue what's going on. Imagine you own a Maserati and you live in a bed sit in a fucking council flat. Now imagine you picked up I was a woman and you picked up my mom and brought me back to that shit. Yeah. Like, bro. <laughs> How old are they? Because these young, I don't know, they're all ages. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, your cousin was not stupid, one of the stupid people, but no, he ain't stupid at all. We talk about shit all I the know, time. I know, we always take but it. They're, they're all ages. I mean, you know, all they want to do is just make babies, uh, sell drugs, and, and, and be like the guys on uh, rap videos. But hip hop is a pipeline to prison if you're not if you're not careful. Yeah. Because shit don't work out the way it does in the video. <laughs> no, definitely, yeah. You know? And how many, how many rappers are in prison? They don't pay their taxes, but yet they go on TV showing all this shit they bought. And, and the IRS, wait a minute, motherfucker ain't paid taxes on that. And they, they take all this shit, you know? So they don't really think uh, long term. You know, they just want the quick fix. They want the girls, the chains, which to me doesn't make any sense. No. So, I'd rather own a million dollars in Bitcoin. Yeah, me. This is, I'm crypto. I'm crypto down too. Yeah. Big time. I used to be trading. I well. always, and people are like, you really do that? And I'm like, mate, it's got me, it's, you know, it's, it's helped me. Yeah. Um, and it continues to help me. And I'm yeah. trying to help people because I don't, I've got links, people that I know that have introduced me to it. Um, so I haven't studied it intensely, but I've been, 
I've spoke to people and sat down. Um, I say to people, if you know someone that knows about Bitcoin, educate yourself, invest in time with them. I'm not a Bitcoin expert, so I'm not going to sit here and talk to Bitcoin, but I know people that are and I will invest my time and that's what I have done. Um, people just think it's a joke. They don't know. It's, it's, it's a way for, it's the new... Well, you know, the brothers are like that, especially. I'm not racist, but I'm just saying brothers. Because I remember, I'm more young. Uh, this one guy goes, uh, just invest a hundred bucks in it, man. Yeah. White boy shit, man. That's white boy shit. People think, I need loads of money. No, you don't. <laughs> Years later, it, you no, don't. It was $20 million yeah. from a hundred dollars. So that hundred pounds you spend, that's 20 million. That. Yes. People don't get it. It's a waiting game. It's patience. Yeah. A lot of people haven't got it. No. And that's why, yeah, yeah it's investing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've learned late because I'm 36. I've come from a very... I left home early. Um, no, 14. Damn. I lived with my um, family members, my older okay. sister, for two years. And wow. then when I was 16, I left school. I just done my own thing, education, work. So I've been looking wow. after myself ever since. It set me back though because I haven't had the positive support system um, that I needed. It's all right having people around you, but if they're not going to influence me in a positive way, do you know what I mean? I'm bring out the best of my potential. Were you open to that? Um, Were you um, rebellious to No, 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 I was open. Um, because of, I didn't have, no, I didn't have the support around me. I had to, um, I didn't, couldn't really, because I lived on my own for, since I was young, um, 18, first flat, I've been living on my own, paying rent, this and that, I own my own property now, but I was, I had to look after myself from the age of 18, paying rent, I had to work, so I didn't have the time. It wasn't the fact that I wasn't open to it. I couldn't, my stability, my security, I couldn't, afford to lose my security right, right. and does that make sense yeah, because yeah. you know i didn't have any not uh, there was people around me yeah, but they're not good for me not, not the not the positive support system it's oh. all about having support but it needs to be positive right. and it needs to be it, it's energies and um and vibrations and right. sometimes it doesn't matter for your family or relatives some things aren't good for you um, yeah. and you know i'm not going to go into because not you know it's not that interview but yeah I can say of, out of all of them, like my six brothers and sisters, I've been on the one on my own the most. Not, you know, my dad's been, my dad was in and out of prison most of my life. And he come oh, out. Jesus. Yeah, I met him when I was 10. Wow. He went back in when I was 10. And he come back out when I was 20. Oh my God. He stayed back, he stayed out for six years. He went back in when I was 26, 27. And then he come back and he's just in and out of prison having kids and this and that. So that was just dysfunctional. So I've had to find my own way in life. Do you understand me? Um, and everyone's just, you know, just low self-esteem. They're not on the vibration of I need to be on my potential. It's People work on the vibration that they, they're on. Water sinks its own level. Do you get it? So I think it's if um it's formulated like jealousy, like envy, like projection with me. Um, so I've just yeah I've had to choose my environment, find a different environment, I've, and I've you know made so lifelong friends. I've got people that call family that are not even related. I've had the support where I've you know managed to get a degree, managed to buy my property. It's happened later yeah. on in life, but mm -hmm. I've done it. Do you know what I mean? And now um, <laughs> I'm fantastic. here today, and I'm gonna just try and. Trying to promote that it's a mindset. Yeah. So you're, you're an independent mind. But you don't like about you. But it shouldn't see I promote independence, but then I've learned as well, um, especially the degree I'm doing. Sometimes it's not good for a woman to be too independent because it's it has it's too much masculinity. So when you do meet a man, 
I'm not saying it's happened to me. I'm just saying that it can. I think it can go go good and bad. You're not going to give them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think so. You don't think? No, no, no. A woman's a a woman's a man's size job. Period. And if the man can't measure up, move on to a woman can. Yeah. Okay. No, I I agree with that sense as well. I just like to look on the both. I like to, you know. No, that's the woke shit. Yeah. (laughs) That's a fucking man size job. You got to be a man. Most men want to be fucking boys. Yeah. No, I agree. That's why I'm single. People say, "Why are you single with no kids? And you're so beautiful." And this, this is why because I'm not. Low enough, I've been with like my ex boyfriend I was with for how many years? The one before, I've had long relationships with my partners, and all my partners have lived with me. I always have dated, but I don't class with serious. The ones I've been with seven years, five years, I've been with, I've always known I didn't want to have kids. But they don't completely do you, only you can complete no, yourself. No way, um, and I've been the happiest in three years. If I didn't, if I didn't, if that didn't, if that break didn't happen in 2019, I wouldn't be here today doing what I'm doing. I wouldn't have. You know, um, bought my um, property. I wouldn't have done so much things. I've achieved so much things, and that's because I've been on my own. And I've, I've been able to, to to find who I am. Do you, does that understand? So now I'm, I'm yeah, I could. I'm ready to have I a relationship. But, talking to you. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready to have a relationship, but I'm waiting for the right person. Well, not the right person because there's no such thing as right, but matching frequency. Let it it happened, it's a regular, you're getting old, you know, you're going to freeze your eggs. So what? You're going to freeze your eggs, you're not going to be like, you oh have kids soon. I get it more off men though, a lot of men. I get yeah, a lot just of, going to bed, that's all. They're so horrible, they're like, why did you have kids? You're wasted. Like the, the, Where's your money, pal? Can you afford kids? <laughs> You know what I mean? If I was a woman, I see I have daughters and I teach them. Where is your money? Where's your money? Where's your success? What where, you got you to offer except a stiff dick and some and some bullshit? Do you know what I mean? You really? want me to carry a baby. But they always want to put the woman down yeah. and then fix you on yeah. an imaginary repair job. You're not broken in the first place. So you think men are the problem? You seem like you could... You no, ignorance is the problem. Do you, men, do you think men harbor more ignorance than women? No, I think it's equal opportunity employer. Either you're too ignorant to understand or you're too ignorant to approach, but you just got to be able to see the moves, see the importance of every person, you know. If someone's really good looking, but they have no money and they got no babies all over town, is that a good bet? <laughs> no, well, no. Not for me, but... <laughs> yeah, but the average girl, he's a bad boy, so you deserve what you get. Yeah, no, 100%. So it's, it's what you yeah, want in life. It's what you, you want. But if a man, you know, if a woman is strong or whatever, she said, look, you're nice and everything, but go get a job, oh, go, go get yeah. your head together. That's empowerment. Do your shit, yep. and then come then back come and talk back to, to me. me. Otherwise, I'm not taking care yeah, of you. Yeah, I'm not, no way, I've And then you're gonna get yeah. to the point where I want you to put your job. No. Oh, oh, you know. They wanna tone you down then. Tone you down, You know, they like you, you but they don't wanna tone you down. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. they wanna hold you back. Hey, oh, yeah. no, women do it as well, they get with this man, this fly man, and then when they get with him, it's like, you gotta tone him down. I'm like, are you okay? Like, this is what, I don't. This is who I was when you met me. Yeah, is it because you're in security now? Is it, you know, you're showing your true colors because you're you insecure. You don't let people be themselves. Yeah, definitely. Not, you can't give a fuck yeah. what they want to do. No. I'll tell you something. I, if you that leave is a, my woman, motto. a woman free, she won't leave you. I, but if you hold her down, that's she go. About 10 years ago, I was in work. Yeah. And I mentioned your name, Gareth, because I remember this like Gareth. yesterday. Gareth. Damn, boy. a good, good friend of mine, not okay. to be, he was my manager at the time. It was 10 years ago. He turned around to me, I was in a relationship at the time, and I'm a very open, free person. And he was talking, I can't remember the actual gent, and he was talking about phones and privacy, and I was like, I ain't got time to look in my boyfriend. Shadi, you're too laid back, you are. You'll get cheated on this one. Oh, says, fuck No, I'm going to turn around, he says, but this is why I haven't been cheated on. And um, let me rephrase that. 
that I know of. That's what I said. Because you don't know. You don't Never know what your partner does when you're not there. They don't and know so what I what? do. And, and so, so what? what? But respect. respect. My partners are with me. I know where they are. Right. Um, there's no, I don't get a feeling of distrust. And even if I did, I have to look into myself and why I feel that way. Do you understand where I'm coming from? It so might have legit, might not. It might, exactly. But I never want to, oh no, I can't look. I have to, he, he didn't get it. And it's all about being confident. And women, I say to women, you've got time to be looking. I've never, I haven't got time for it. It's, um, it's very. Um, well, beautiful sunsets, beautiful mountains. They don't look for tourists to look at that. No. But they do because they're beautiful. They're, beautiful. they're just there. And they don't care. It's the same with a woman. Yeah. She's just beautiful. Man. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Yeah. Two copy, but it's yeah, okay. You know, they victimize. There's always a victim that they want. If this depends on what, like the LGBTQ or whatever the fuck that is. No offense, you guys. But I don't care what you do, but all of a sudden you want to teach my kids yeah, how to no. do this. You want a day at Disney. No, you yeah. want a parade. No, it's not I right. like women, but you don't see me marching around. Yeah. I like vagina on a fucking yeah. black heart. Same. I, you know? I've got the same. I, my friend, he was gay. He's, I don't speak, I don't associate with him anymore, but since I was 12, yeah. I had a gay friend. Um, I was an exception, even though we didn't sleep together, but he used to, you know, he was very... Yeah, that's you. But, um, <laughs> he was gay, but I never uh, once seen, I seen his boyfriend probably at the end of the relationship, at the end of our, like, how long? 25 year relationship. Yeah. Um, I don't mind what you do, um, I'm not here to judge anybody, but... Um, I've got certain morals and certain principles and he respected that. You did respect that. You can do what you want, I love you for you, but I just don't fix me no food. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a good cook. No. It's I just think that it's just respect. Yeah, yeah, you respect me and my views and values and principles and I respect yeah. you because if I didn't respect you I wouldn't be a friend and I'll just say I'll oh, like, see you later. Right. So I think that it's all this forcing and expecting people to be about what they're about. I think that is just what's... I mean, how can you teach kids in school about man and man and the six? There was a big protest in Birmingham, where, I mean, where I'm from. The Asians, the Muslim community protest and everything. Of course. This is no way. This is from the Milner Group, the uh, Chatham House, the uh, Table. These are all think tanks. Uh, the Rand Corporation, and they are social engineers, and they have a particular way they want society to go. These see politicians like Boris Johnson or Barack Obama, oh, they're like voting for the supervisor at McDonald's. Yeah. The policies are gonna stay the same. This yeah. is to have a different manager on the floor. Yeah. Ain't shit gonna change. Yeah. Nothing. Because the guys that you don't see, those shareholders, they're still they the same. controlling them. They're just different puppets. They're puppets. They don't get it. They're high paid, they can't change shit. So they're just there to take the blame. How did the pandemic, how did the pandemic, I'm going to the pandemic now, what? how did that affect you? Oh, well, like your, uh, you first of all, bands. I don't believe in the pandemic. I think it, well, was, it was a man-made disease. Yeah. Uh, the vaccination is, is to, there to depopulate us. Okay, because these guys, these very guys that want to save us, they're on record, on record. 
World Health, World Economic Forum, Davos, Bilderberg Group, saying that they want to depopulate the world to 500 million people. And this vaccine has killed loads of people. Men, yeah, they're going to have kids again. Never. The women coming on their menstrual cycle oh, yeah. at the age of 17, 16. Frogs with three eyes and shit. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it, it was a, a uh, depopulation job. That's what I mean by being wise. Not being politically correct. Now, this is what we're saying now is considered politically incorrect. You never hear LBC or BBC talk about this shit. Yeah. Um, they should be, because they're the main mainstream. Well, you destroyed. We lost 300 grand in um, touring fees. Because we signed the TKO, so we had shows in Daytona Beach, Australia, America, just everywhere. You know, we, we, Scott and Nancy, we played with them. Uh, like, we had 120 shows with them that were canceled. And we had another 30 shows, that was too many. And then we had another 30 or 40 canceled mistakes. So we had all that up in two years. So now we're getting back on the track. It, it's really effective. I use it to study crypto, to write. Just get there, It was a good rest in some ways. You know, but I didn't take the vaccine. I haven't taken it. I want daily. And I've worked in healthcare and I have managed. I didn't get pressurized. It was asked once or twice and they left me alone. But I am part of vaccination, um, a, a vaccination kind of group that. Um, What's the. Uh, a group that's uh, SARS, like SARS 20 size. Yeah, you got an ID? Just get out my ID badge, guys. I know what you're talking about. Do I want to use? I've got one. Yeah. Uh, that straight away. Um, Control group, right? Yes. That's it. <laughs> that's the one I got. Wow. Is that you? It's me at work. My glasses are. <laughs> Yeah, you I might have shown. What's going on? I told you, I just, I got, I got into character. I should have been an actor. I should have been loads of things to be true. That's Listen, another story. Yeah. You want to know anything else? Um, nothing I've covered most things, actually. I'm just glad that I've got to have this interview with you because it was so long awaited. It was just up and down the Yeah. Well, I'll tell you real quickly how I got here was uh, my parents died. I was living in Beverly Hills and I was just going crazy. I was doing drugs. Shit, I'd never done this. Trying to kill myself with a cowardly way. My mom came to me literally in a dream and said, I want you to go to England. Literally, literally. Was that, so did you, that happen because your mom died? She'd she? already died. And when I was at my darkest, deepest hour of depression, drugs and everything, was, she just died. I took my best friend. My father died too. It was back to back. So I was gone. And I was, I was struggling. She came to me in a dream and said, come here, you'll be happy. And I, she was right. And I did it. She saved my life from the grave. Do you think that's because you moved from the place that made you sick? There's a lot of reasons why. I don't know if God is divine. All I know is my mom came to me in a spirit and said to do it. I arrived here. I auditioned for this band. They've been auditioning for almost for over a year. They've auditioned for over 300 of them. I got the gig. They paid me 750 pounds in an apartment. Four year contract. Yeah. So she was right. And I've been happy ever since. I've started my own companies. I'm doing well. I'm doing Netflix. I'm doing flying. BBC, FTV, and it's loads of good work. The man, the man. Can you tell us a bit, before I go, quickly about your tour? I'm here, guys, at one of the... Locations. Oh yeah, we're touring, I'm touring with a band called Black Orchid Empire, which uh, I started with Paul Visser, who's a guitar player. And, uh, yeah, we're doing very, very well. We play what's called the Mid-Atlantic Summer. It's a new, new metal. Yeah. 
Uh, so it's sort of the, the rhythms are weird. Um, but yeah, we'll be going on tour with some really big artists soon. We've got some festivals coming up. Yeah, I'll keep you best. Keep me updated, man. This is going to be one of the biggest bands in the world. That you're going to be? We are going to be one of the biggest. Oh, you're going to be the yeah. biggest. Yeah, I but I'd say that within 18 months, we'll, we'll be fucking huge. I, I, I we would have been huge by now, but COVID. COVID? Yeah, but we'd be, we're chosen. We're chosen. We're going to know it. We're anointed by the big boys. You know that, you know that vision, like you've already decided, I am going to be, we're going to be big. We are big, we're going to be our big. Love. We started out tight, because I could We are big. What it was is Paul was nobody. I mean, not nobody, he was nobody, a 19 year old kid. And I played with everybody. And then we looked young. So when he came and said to me, I want to start a band with you, I was like, fuck off. Young with no experience. Dude, I can go grab a job and get paid like a couple grand a week somewhere, you know. Why don't I do it? So I gave him. Got to learn In the back of my mind, I'm gonna just throw everything at him till he quits. I know he's not gonna be serious. Everything I told him to do, he did. did he? Yeah. I ran out of excuses. Why didn't you? Why? Why didn't you believe? Why did you? You sounded like you didn't want to believe in him. I didn't. Why? Because I didn't want to start a band. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work starting from the bottom. Fair enough. You got other things going on. Well, maybe, you know, no, I can yeah. easily piggyback on yeah. something good. Why do I want to start from zero? No, I no. And then I don't believe in playing in other bands while I'm in a band. I look at the band as things like my girl, you know, and I don't cheat. There's so, loads of reasons. Yeah. But, yeah. <coughs> but do you, you don't, obviously, you're glad you stuck to it. Cause stuck you know. to it, yeah, yeah. Stuck to it, and we got signed by the biggest record in America, TKO. We TKO, yeah. Record companies, uh, we had two record deals on the second month. They came looking for us, we didn't even send them a tape or anything. It's nice that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we were just dedicated, focused. And we have a very, very disciplined yeah. crew. I'm not really right here. Yeah. So you got your UK tour now, you got your European tour in September? Yep, got some USA tour coming later on, a bunch of fun. Hopefully, they're talking about lockdowns aren't they again, but no. Oh yeah, you're not going to do that again. Well, how are you touring in America because of the vaccine? I'm not taking the vaccine. So how are you getting in America? They want me to play. Yeah. I'm not getting it all. Yeah. I'm not going to always get it. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but I'm not getting it all. Yeah. 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 22 tw tennis players in America all had to stop in mid match because they were having heart palpitations. They couldn't breathe. Rafael Nadal, he was dropping dead. Rafael Nadal, he's quit tennis. Yeah, he's refused. His heart, no, no, Novak Djokovic refused. No, Novak Djokovic, sorry. But Nadal yeah. took it. He's quit tennis. That's the latest news. Nadal's quitting. His heart won't take it. He said, I can't finish a match. It's myocarditis from the fucking match. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. He's not the only one. They're all quitting. You can't play. Yeah. Just pray. And yeah. just, um, so we're gonna go get some food now. Uh, I hope that helped you guys out. Some food. Got any more some questions? Send her an email. She'll send it to me and I. Contact at shadedreality.co.uk. Yeah, man, and uh, yeah, hopefully you just do a lot more rock and roll interviews. 
open up your world. I think you should do everybody. No, listen, like, I like rock and roll. I like different genres, like soft rock, hard rock, I like different rock songs. For you to say Stunk and Nancy and then... Foo Fighters. Oh I've worked with the Foo Fighters. God, I've worked with uh, Marilyn Manson. Marilyn, mm, I've I don't know if I'm with, sick with uh, Marilyn. scare me. He is, he's scared of me. I couldn't see. Well, we were on tour over there. He'd have to have his normal look. He couldn't have that makeup on. Well, you should, I'll show you what I looked like when I was back in the day. But he was going <laughs> out with my lead singer, right, at one stage, what I predicted. And we were at the Kerrang Awards. Uh, oh, Kerrang, VH1, remember? The awards, the yeah. <laughs> and anyway, so he told her, he said, can you ask him to move? He scares me. He's scared of me. I used to always sit next to her. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you got roadkill on your fucking jacket, two colored eyes. You look weird. <laughs> you scared me. <coughs> Sorry. Bless you. Bless you. But anyway, yeah. I'm starving, dog. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Hungry, man. See you Listen, soon. Chicken, see you soon.